This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. So one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and it always gets released on Fridays, is a podcast put out by the Bishop Bob Wright. If you don't know him, he is the Bishop of Atlanta. The name of the podcast is called For the People. And he actually was our lecturer at Eckhart last year um, in February. In a recent podcast, He talked about how people can disagree about something, but it doesn't necessarily have to divide. But yet we live in a world that seems increasingly divided, not just in disagreement. It reminded me of a saying I once heard, that we should be a people that tries to widen the circle instead of drawing lines between each other. In many ways, today's gospel lesson about the interaction of Jesus and the Canaanite woman is about these drawn lines being transformed into these widening circles. I personally often struggled with the story of Jesus encountering the Canaanite woman. Perhaps it's the lack of compassion in Jesus' voice or the tone of condescension. In my own personal struggle to understand this story more deeply, I learned some important pieces of information that presented the gospel in a less jarring manner. First, it's important to understand that the gospel of Matthew was written specifically for the Jewish community at that time. The fact that Matthew is writing to the church of his day, a church that is increasingly a blend of Jew and Gentile, is very important to understanding this story. Now, given this piece of information, we can now look at the story of Matthew and at least put it into context what Jesus was saying and why he said it in such a way. The story begins with a Canaanite woman who calls to Jesus for help, and when she calls Jesus, he doesn't even acknowledge her. He doesn't give her the time of day. But this woman, she is persistent. Her daughter is suffering, and this Jesus, she knows, can help. So she keeps calling out. The disciples, indifferent to her plea, even urge Jesus to make her leave. Jesus seems to agree and says that he was only sent for the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, he didn't come for her. This is a very important line because it tells us Jesus was there for the children of Israel, the Jewish people. Then the woman kneels and implores him, Lord, help me. But Jesus is still unmoved. It's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Jesus said that. He tells her that food for the children should not be thrown to the dogs. In other words, food for the lost sheep of Israel, the Jews, should not be given to the non-Jews, the Gentiles. So this is the part 
that makes me and probably you a little uncomfortable, or maybe a lot uncomfortable. But knowing what we know about Matthew's Jesus, it makes sense at least a little bit that Jesus said these things. You see, the people that Matthew was writing to were unaware whether they should offer the faith to non-Jews. And, and this give and take of this story may reflect that uncertainty of that time. And it is through his encounter with this fierce and brave Canaanite woman that Jesus' own sense of God's kingdom is challenged, stretched, widened, and ultimately enhanced. She won't let Jesus go until she wrests a blessing from him on behalf of her daughter. Jesus, of course, answers as we expect him to and says, your daughter is healed. And as Paul says in his letter, God's mercy is great and it extends to the most lowly of them all. Yes, even this Canaanite woman, the dogs of the world, it extends to all of us. Personally, I couldn't have helped this story both as a mom and as a woman. If that was me, how would I react? What would I do in her circumstance? Now, those of you who really know me know that I would probably be just as persistent with, with perhaps much more colorful language. <laughs> Especially when Jesus compared me to a dog. She clearly has a better filter than I do. You also know that I would move heavens and earth to help my kiddo if she was in the same situation as this woman's daughter. So I'm not sure if it was the size of this woman's faith or that she was just willing to do anything for her child, but regardless, she got the job done. God in human form, Jesus, ultimately answers as we expect him to. Your daughter is healed. The irony, of course, of this story is that it actually follows the story of Peter's failure to walk on water. Jesus' very own top disciple, with words from Jesus admonishing Peter and his followers with their lack of faith and their doubt. Here, contrasted by this outsider, a Canaanite woman, a despised outsider of the Jews, is one with the great faith. Remember, the Canaanites were ancestral enemies of Israel. Thus, this woman represents all those things that the Jewish community considers immoral, godless, and ritually unclean by traditional Jewish standards. That's the line that they drew. Also note that three times she addresses Jesus as Lord. Not just Lord, but Lord, Son of David. This title would mean nothing to a Gentile, and yet by using the words, she knows that Jesus is the Messiah. She knew that this man could heal her child, and she would move heaven and earth to convince him that he should do it. So, ultimately, Jesus says, Woman, great is your faith, and grants her wish. And just like that, her daughter is healed. You see, she was determined to breach that barrier because her daughter was sick. Such is the nature of love, isn't it? It pushes through pride 
and all obstacles. She had faith in Jesus as Lord. She allows Jesus to speak what he speaks, to act as Lord. However, she has the faith also to fire back when needed. This is the kind of faith that seems to move Jesus to give a second look. I believe that this gospel ends up challenging us to look at our own narrow-minded views, whatever they may be. Just like this woman challenges Jesus and tradition, just like she challenges to the point that something changes, it also challenges us and invites us to re-examine our own hearts and our own lines that we've drawn. In Barbara Brown Taylor's book called The Seeds of Heaven, she says this about this story. Over and over, God's call to us means pushing old boundaries, embracing outsiders, giving up the notion that there is not enough to go around. We may resist, we may even lose our tempers, that's me, but the call of God is insistent, as insistent as the Canaanite woman who would not leave Jesus alone. The call of God keeps after us, calling us by name, until finally we step over the lines we have drawn for ourselves and discover a whole new world on the other side. Under this mother's pressure, Jesus recognized the narrowness of his views and he has moved and he was moved beyond it. And he then went on to draw the whole world to himself, not just the Jewish tribe. What comes from the heart of the Canaanite woman is faith. Faith that God's love and God's mercy extends to all. Our work as followers of Christ is to continue that work, God's work, to meet outsiders and grant them a place at the table. And it starts with us remembering that we are all God's children, that God's love is unconditional, and that God's mercy extends beyond all boundaries. Now, I, I've said this before, but I am so proud to be part of a church community which is always doing that, looking at the lines that society or we have drawn and challenging ourselves and others to transform them into circles that are continuously widened and expanded. And today, we're going to be honoring and supporting and lifting up organizations in our community that are doing exactly that by awarding them grants from our grant committee for outreach, community outreach. The GCCO, if you don't know, is funded by our own Next to New, and you should have a pamphlet in your bulletins that describe Next to New and all the great work that they do. And they have a process by which all the proceeds that they raise uh, goes to help charities in this area. Charities apply for grants, and this year I believe there were 32 applicants. They were evaluated, and there were four chosen to receive a $10,000 grant. Those recipients are Casa Marinella, St. Louis House, Swan Songs, and the Texas Ramp Project. You'll hear more about them later. These are all organizations serving some of the most marginalized in our community. And I'm proud to be part of a church that is always looking at ways to broaden those circles of our lives and of this community.
including others and expanding the work of God's kingdom. And so I ask you, what lines have you drawn in your life and in your faith? Where have you come up against the painful reality of these lines separating you from others, from God, or maybe even from your own self? How is God calling you to expand your circles wider and wider and wider still? Jesus saw this Canaanite woman as a person in her own right and not merely as a Gentile and as a woman. His ministry is one of creating larger circles and to include and to bless. May we also go and do the same. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.